man. He's transitioning with shitty stats. Okay. And I'm Ray Ray all day. That was amazing. That was my Barry White impression. Did you? <laughs> <laughs> He's got meat sticks for sale. Yeah, I got meat sticks for sale. No. Gotcha, bitch. But I'm going to transition to someone who's not late. That boy oh, got gotcha. cord in his hair right now. Hey. <laughs> He's got Chappelle, baby. Candy says, so Candy, what's it like to finally have some real wood in the house? <laughs> Need your mama's permission. This is the Battle Podcast. <laughs> nope. I awoke. Yeah, you're awoke. He is awoken. He's awoken. He's awoken. My little shrimpy shriveled up. <laughs> I got a mic over here. It's half woke. What up, man, and welcome to the battle. I'm your host, Full Money Johnny. And I'm Ray Ray all day. Oh, what up, Ray? Fritz. What's going on over there, guys? Man. There ain't nothing going on with Ray. Don't let him bullshit you. Yeah? No. Come on, man. Last time, the last three times Any he's talking about deer? this human humanitarian acts he's been doing. <laughs> First, it starts off with him. Then it's three other people. I mean, well, he said last week he had a humanitarian report in it. Became all about him for thirty minutes. <laughs> me, me, and the mouse that I had my. Pocket. I begin to think he's just sitting there watching. What the other heck happened? Work. I think he's watching other people work for. He just plots day. to take over the yeah. show. If he ain't killing people's deer, you know, he's watching other people work, building floats and every damn thing out. Yeah. Now, hey, hey! Every good person, once they've learned the trait, they teach the trait, and then they oh, watch the trait. Here we go. Here right? we go. Here we That's go. The progression, man. That's a progression. Where's man. that button at, Fritzy? Where's that button? So at? now, now. <laughs> oh, that, oh, I like that, that wasn't one. it. That's that the dead deer report. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so now I just sit at home and I just text people on what they need to be done. Sound familiar? <laughs> no, I don't. No? No, what are you talking about? Because I don't call That's you because you don't do nothing. <laughs> <laughs> you heard what Fritzy just said. Yeah, I heard what Fritzy said. He just texts the humanitarian text. I wonder what the old man has got going on. I don't no know. No more man here. Man's gone. No, no, I, I, I got to pull back here. Hey, the manor was on the... The date night. The date yeah, night. night. With Mama Maynor. Mama Maynor. Man, I wonder who they got to watch them 12 kids. I don't know, man, but I'll tell you what. <laughs> uh, that's got a little something for Maynor. Uh-oh. Did Maynor just get shot? Uh-oh. Uh, all right. Yeah. <laughs> sound effects are going well tonight. <laughs> We're all about the sound I effects. I was trying to hunt the date night. Uh, oh, yeah. I know you're talking about that's not it either. Oh, man. Fritz is a hot mess today. Jeez. Yeah. I got to get my buttons under control. Well, <laughs> hey, well, people pushing my damn buttons. Yeah, putting your button, baby. What was it Maynard said the other day? Pay me more and I'll do more shit. Yeah, no kidding. <laughs> <laughs> How can you do much more than that nothing? That almost sounds familiar. How do you oh, do man. much more than nothing? That's what I want to know. You know, that's the funniest part about Maynard not being here is that's when we really razz on him. Oh, you damn right. Oh, damn man. right. I mean, he's probably off selling a bunch of meat sticks. <laughs> Either that or signing little Mikey up for brownies. <laughs> <laughs> Going out to the manor. Oh, yeah. Date night. Date dinner. night. Yeah. Going out to dinner and doing some extraordinary things for the wife. <laughs> yeah. Expect yeah, a full report. Happen. Give us some stats. Oh, oh you won't have any. <laughs> Ain't nothing changed. <laughs> 
Yeah, you know he ain't got no stats on date night. I can oh, tell you that cool. much right now. No, oh, he'll, come, uh, he'll come in. Things are good. Things are yeah, good. things were things were no okay. Nothing, they were, no they were all right. Yeah. Good night, Maynard with the thirty Don't, second stats. That saying no, please, no, I love it. That's my favorite. Don't want. I'm glad you like it because nobody else does. That's why I like it. Uh huh. Makes me unique. Dare yeah. to be bold, baby. Dare to be something. <laughs> <laughs> Dare to be boring. Oh man. <laughs> well, hey, you know what? Last week, if you listen to last week's episode, we had. Jody Matthews from Sober Swaggy on. Yeah, boy. Yeah, boy, Sober Swaggy. We, he was mentioning his uh, business partner, John Bacon. And yes. we And we mentioned we needed to get John on here. And guess so what? We got John on the show. Everybody could have a cool-ass name like <laughs> Bacon. Yeah, yeah, dude. How'd I've you heard get that, that my whole life. My mama. Hey, welcome to the show, Mr. John Bacon. Not to be confused with Kevin. <laughs> heard that my whole life, too, man. <laughs> Slow down. Hey, good to have you, John. We don't want him to get footloose on the show, you know what oh, I'm saying? Hey, how am I? <laughs> like his cousin Bacon. tables are really skinny, you know? <laughs> Where's that bullshit button? Oh, boy. Uh, thank you guys very, very much. Uh, blessed to be here. Blessed to be here. It's uh, actually a special day for me, man, because today is actually... My 13th month to the date, 100% sober. So yeah. Right. Yeah. Really yeah. All right. So very blessed to be here. Sweet. Hey, give everybody a little rundown again on what Sober Swaggy is all about. Um, sober Swaggy, uh, to me, it's actually really, really special because uh, I was I was in a deep, dark place. And uh, I was reaching out, as you guys know, Jody. I was reaching out to Jody and uh, Saying I, I needed help, but I, I quite wasn't ready. I'm sure you guys have heard the story, but <laughs> yeah. I quite wasn't ready. I was calling late at night uh, asking for help. But then I was ready, man, because I was at my rope's end. I uh, lost everything. Everything was gone from family to uh, I actually got my two front teeth knocked out in a bar fight. Mm. That was fun. Yeah. Um, got got Baker acted because mm. then because uh, apparently I tried to kill myself. And man. then uh, sitting in the hospital, literally chained I had my ankles and my hands chained to the bed. But then after that, I was done. So then I called Jody up and uh, he was the one there for me, man. And I went over there and he, uh, he had a bracelet on that uh, said sober and swaggy. And uh, I liked it, man. I was like, that's, that's, that's really, really catchy. And he, uh, he gave it to me. Nice. He, yeah. gave it, he took it off his wrist mm. and, and, he, and he gave it to me. And, and I, I almost cried thinking about it because, because I still got it. And then that bracelet kind of saved my life. And I, I wanted other people to feel that. I wanted other people to, to, feel, to feel that. And so then I, without them knowing, I went and, I went and had a t-shirt made. And then I came to the house and then he tripped out on it and he loved it. And it, uh, and it kind of took off from there. I thought, and then I, I started talking to him about, like, man, we need to start something, a Facebook group or something. And he was all for it. So literally we sat under a shade tree on my cell phone and we started this little group, and like Jody's probably told you, we're in seven different countries. We're over twelve hundred members strong. We're putting people into rehab for free, and it's and it, and it helps you keep keep you grounded too. You know, what I mean, doing it, helping other people, and reaching out and help. You know, like Jody would say, passing the baton back to the next person back, and and helping out. That's pretty awesome. I mean, dude, you got a great voice. Oh, thank you. He really does, man. He's got a radio voice, deep don't radio he? voice, doesn't he? Damn. I might I mean, have to get him Jody in for some voiceover. Voice. I don't know. Yeah. Let's All give right. him a run for his money. All right, I'm going to leave. <laughs>
I'm done. No. Yeah, Ray, you, I've been I've been replaced. That was that was easy. <laughs> He's just got that like news anchor, you know. It's like, he does. He's a, I, I love that, it, man. I heard that's, that on TikTok a lot too. <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah, I thought, but listen to that, man. I mean, it's funny because it's 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 not funny, but it's just it's strange how the smallest things, yeah, can have such a huge impact on somebody's life. Oh, yeah. You know, you know the simplicity of just taking a, a bracelet off of your wrist. And giving it to somebody. Because, you know, we, when we had Jody on here last week, we were talking about, you know, the word hope. And that's really what it comes down to is, is that person is in such a desperate place, in mm -hmm. a dark place, in a lonely place, that when somebody has a simple act of just saying, hey, I'm willing to take this off my wrist, off of my body, to give it to you, to put it on yours, to help you to have something in front of you every day to get you on the right track. You know, the, you know what another, another word that comes to mind is it's, it's, it's love. Yeah. Absolutely. And absolutely. that's the one thing that's absent for a lot of men is, is, is love. Absolutely. It was absolutely love. And, and see, I had partied with Jody, you know what I mean? So I knew where he came from and, and I kept seeing him on Facebook and, and the social media platforms. And now he's this sober guy, just lost his leg. And, and if he can be a shining light and be bright, man, why can't I? Yeah, and, why can't and, I? When, and when he took that bracelet off and he gave it to me, I still have it. I still wear it. Well, I, the actual one is broken and on my dresser. But I still have it, and it meant the world to me. It literally saved my life. That bracelet saved my life. And that's when Sober Swagger kind of took off because I was like, I want other people to feel what I'm feeling. I, I want other people to, to, to feel this because there's something here. And, and Joe's just, he's got the biggest heart in the world, and the, the man saved my life. It, you, he really did. Which goes in, oh, go ahead, Rand. Yeah, another thing that I, was, that I was getting from that is the, the presence of it. The presence of that bracelet just being there is the constant reminder. And... Jody's presence, like you said, he called him, Amen. what, between one and four o'clock, like every night yep. for the Amen. longest time? For, for months, months at a time, yeah. And then finally, when I was ready, I did it. Absolutely. Yeah, him, him being present for me, man. Because literally everybody gave up on me, and, and deservingly. Yeah. Because, you know, I mean, I was a nasty person, mean. When I, whenever I drank, I would get mean and blaming everything on everybody else. I would show up to, 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 my, to my wife's house that I got kicked out of. I would show up there beating on the door, let me in. I wouldn't let me in either. Right. You know what I mean? But, right. and, but Joe, he was, it's, he was there for me. He was the one present there for me. And because everybody else stopped and Jody never gave up on me. And that's kind of what I needed. And mm -hmm. I, I needed somebody not to give up on me. And he's seen a little bit of hope there. And then, man, when we, when we, we started, we went to AA, but when we went to church, we went to church, I'll never forget it. I think it was in uh, September, I believe it was. And um, the Eddie James ministry was there. And uh, I, I was I was still a mess at that point. I was still a mess, man. I I just got done being Baker acted, had my two front teeth knocked out. I didn't even have my fake teeth in yet. <laughs> so so, so you're looking good for the camera. Oh right? yeah, man, I was horrible. So I'm, no I'm selfies a, during that time. Huh? Yeah. Back man, and I got my head down, and and Eddie James ministry was singing, and it and it something came over me, man. I just I don't know what it was. I started bawling uncontrollably and I got my hand, my head down in my hands and I just started bawling and I felt this big old hand from Jody reach over and said, that's the Holy Spirit dog, mm. you know, let, let, let it go. Mm. And, and boy, was he right, man. I still go to the same church today. It's not far from here. It's the river in Claremont. Nice. And it, it was, it was amazing. But yeah, sober swaggy, man, it's, it's taken off. My, my inbox is full of, of people, you know, asking for help. And just to think, you know, a little over a year ago, I was, I was a mess. Well, you said something that just kind of stuck with me. You said when you would go to your, your wife's house, you would pound on the door and say, let me in, and you wouldn't let yourself in. 
and really and truly, that's really what you were doing with Jody too. I mean, you weren't physically pounding on a door, but emotionally, and uh, you know, you were you were pounding the door, saying, "Hey, is he going to open this door and let me in?" Because, you know, when we have all these doors in our lives that get shut, one of the things we talked about in the last show, sometimes people just expect you to say, "Okay, well, call me anytime, brother." You know, I'm going to be there. Mm-hmm. But in the back of mind, you're going, yeah, I'm going to call him. He's not going to answer. Right? Absolutely. He's yeah. not going to, he's not going to do what he's, he's going to be like everybody else. He's not going to answer the phone. He's going to talk the talk. He's not going to walk the walk. And it's going to be another door closed. And so you almost, it's almost like you, you, you were calling, expecting that to happen. And yeah. what you got was somebody that opened the door. Absolutely. Because it's like, how many times do you hear, if you need anything, let me know. Yeah. How many times do we hear that almost on a daily basis? Be careful. If you need anything, let me know. <laughs> but, right, so, right. but uh, there's like I said, there's because the, I've parted with the man and I've 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 seen it. I know where he came from. Yeah, right. and it was where I was, and 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 he he answered the phone, man. He answered the phone, and then, you know he, he just kind of guided me along the path, and then I grasped a hold of it, and I'm never letting go. Like I said, I'm 13 months now, man, and we're now That's we're awesome, part- we're partners on sober as swaggy. We're about to open up a retail clothing store, and we're. In, it's just it's been absolutely amazing sober swaggy and that bracelet that bracelet that one that one gesture of handing that bracelet over literally literally saved my life now i got now i moved back to my wife i got my kid back i'm a father again nice it's just my job i've gotten raises i've gotten promotions i I wake up with joy in my heart but you also do like a a live video a lot right yeah on on the sober swaggy page i try every morning i try to go on there and give some kind of some kind of motivational speech to remind everybody that uh, it's a it's a day by day thing because sobriety is it's it's a, it's a day by day struggle. So, <laughs> sorry, he about knocked his glass over. Yeah, that was me. <laughs> but hey. it's a day by day struggle. So I let everybody know, you know, we ain't got to we we don't worry about tomorrow. We we literally wake up and we look in the mirror and and we and we tell ourselves all we got to do is worry about today. We ain't worry about tomorrow. Tell everybody out there who's listening uh, how you always wrap up your video. You got a saying that you always say. Oh yeah, I always tell them I say um. Remember to stay humble, stay kind. Remember to pray, just stay sober day. And you know what I say is that love saves lives. So make sure you tell someone you love them. They just might need it. There yeah. you go, man. Look at it. Ah, goosebumps, man. That's powerful. Goosebumps. Man. That's powerful. <laughs> oh, man. It's power- you, know, the, you know, one of the things we talked about in the last podcast, too, was, is, you know, every day is a grind. Every day is a battle. You know, we know as soon as we get up in the morning, our feet hit the floor. And so, you know, when you're sitting there and you're in that, truck or whatever you, you're driving, you're putting out this mm-hmm. this message, you're hitting people in the face first thing in the morning to help mm-hmm. them get their day Absolutely. started, you know, oh, getting yeah. their mind right, thinking about, okay, I could get caught up in the negativity or I can choose to go down a different path and think a little bit differently today and how blessed I am. To, Absolutely. To and it helps me too. It helps me, you know I mean? It, it's helping me stay grounded as well. It's helping it's help remind myself you know what I mean? To, about the sobriety and, you know, staying, staying focused and staying humble. That's something I pray about every single day when I wake up I, is to remain humble. Cause I used to have a real hard problem with that. I just, we just recently had something happen to where I really had to pray on staying humble and uh, oh, yeah. it works. <laughs> Prayers work. <laughs> One thing I want to make sure we don't overlook is we touched on presence a little bit, you know, just being there for somebody. And you had mentioned that now you are, you're back at home. You're back with your wife right. and back with your kids, right? So now that Jody was present for you right. and, and he let you in and he, he was there for you all the time, how does that affect your life now? Now that you're 13 months sober and you're, you're now back, you know, with I mean, your wife it's, and all. It's, it's my entire life. 
uh, we uh, we just had a float in the Winter Garden Parade, and me and Jody was on the phone, and we was trying to come up with a theme for it. And between the two of us, we came up with "Let Your Presence Be Your Presence" this mm. year. And the man that that just hit me like a ton of bricks, and I just knew that had to be it. That had to be the message. And now on our sober swaggy page and our TikToks, that's what we're trying to push. It means everything to me because I'm actually there for my family now, instead of being hung over and then go right back to bed when the gifts get opened up or, or not even show up, you know, just make up some kind of excuse and then get the Monday, the Monday flu and don't even show up to work. It means just being there and being a dad is, is, is the world to me. I've, I've, my son is now, he just turned six and my episode where she had, she kicked me out and I deserved it. <laughs> it was, he was like six months old. And, and, and I just moved in back. It was like, what? It was like a year on less than a year ago now. It was probably seven months ago. So now I've been, I've been moved back in. So, you know I mean? I'm just now getting back in. So it's my, my presence just being there is the world to me. Cause now my son is all about dad and he's, and he's calling me dad. And I don't care. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's Thank great. You, you know, he's six years old, but keep, you Thank know what I mean? Bring Come it. On. That's, yeah, I, man. I, so just be in there. Oh yeah. And just to br help him brush his teeth in the morning, help him do his homework at night. I mean, going outside and playing on the playground, just, just my presence is way more of a gift than anything. I mean, and, and actually help him pay the bills because the wife is in school and it's, it's, it's the world to me. So that, that message is really, really, really means a lot to my heart. It, it really does. Yeah, because it's important because a lot of guys, we get caught up and we think that we have to have, and we talked about this in another past podcast about moments. We try to have these big, huge, grandioso mm. moments in our life. Well, it's the little moments. It's mm. the little things. It's, right. it's one of the things that I call like the windows, the windows of opportunity when you're with your child to speak life, love, and encouragement to him, right. to be around your spouse and to do the same thing for her. Because a lot of guys, they, they lose sight of that. You know, and they're not, they're not present. Right. They think that just showing up is good enough. And it's not good enough. You know, I mean, it's not good yeah. enough. If you're a father or a husband, or even if you're dating somebody, you're, you're a son. I mean, and I'm sure that you can attest to this too with some of the things that you dealt with even before all this happened. You know, just showing up is just not enough. It's, it's sure. I mean, yeah, because before I would show up and then I would, I would find something for him to do to leave me and mommy alone while we drank and did whatever else we did. And, and that's that's definitely not enough. Now, 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 I actually do the homework with him. And we, 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 he comes up to me now, and he actually says, "Dad, I cuddle." Oh, that's important to me, man. That's, that's a awesome. special moment to me that he wants to do that. Now he does it all the time. He just he'll crawl up next to me, and and we'll we'll just sit there and watch TV together. That's the presence that I'm talking about. I'm not right. talking about show up and just show up. You know what I mean? And, and ignore right. him and let him run around, you know, in the front yard, but ignoring him. It's, yeah. it's, it's definitely important to me. It's like the word intentional comes yeah, to mind. Being intentional about your, your presence. Right. You know? Capturing those moments. I right. heard that on a podcast. Because yeah. yep. a, I mean, a lot of guys, it's, that's where we fall short, right? We think we just show up and, well, he's good because I'm here. Well, no. You've got to yeah. be in the moment. You've got to be present in, in, in the moment with, that, with your son or your daughter or, or your wife or whatever it may be. And, and no matter who we interact with, it's just like here at the podcast, you know, we talk about building relationships. Like you and Jody have a strong relationship. You have to be present in that relationship. You know, you're not, you guys are not going to continue to be strong and healthy in, in, in your ministry or your, your vision or whatever you're trying to do. If you guys aren't present with one another, you know, mm -hmm. and a lot of times the toughest part about that is being transparent and also being, you know, being exposed, you know, absolutely. That, 
to, to being exposed, I actually brought something. I'm going to show it to you guys. They, uh, they can't, can't nobody see it. But it, uh, it's an urn. This is, uh, that's my dad. It's a dad. Oh, wow. Cool. Carry him with him everywhere. This is going to be tough. I'm going to try to get through it. But uh, that's my dad. I lost him August 1st. Mm. And, uh, wow. We just had it. We just had a. I, I went ahead and shared it on our on our sober swaggy page, and the reason why I wanted to, excuse me, um, is because I wanted to be transparent. You know, I mean, I I wanted people to know that I'm not going to go back to drugs and alcohol because I lost my father. Because my father was really proud of what I'm doing, and 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 so I've, I've a lot of people seen it. And at first I thought it was embarrassing, but, but absolutely not. And, and now I bring every time me and Jody go speak anywhere or we do any kind of special thing until, like I said, today's my 13 month sobriety date and being here was a big, big thing for me. And I appreciate you guys. And I wanted to bring my dad with me and, and a real message I try to get across to people is don't, don't wait until they're in an urn mm. to let them see wow. you get sober. Mm. And, and my, my dad got to see a little bit of it. But I wish to wish to have got to see more, you mm -hmm. know, but while I was hearing his skin, you know what I mean? Yeah. Wow. That's that. Dude, that's an embarrassing dude. That's powerful. Yeah. It's empowering. It is. And the chance that uh, the fact that he had a chance to validate that. Right. Your success in that before he. And, passed. and, and that's why it's it's because he, he tried he tried with me so many times, but I was too busy getting drunk. And that's yeah. why with my son, my presence. That's why it's very, very important to me because my dad died in my hands. He took his last breath in, in my hands. And, and I'm, I'm going to be there for my son. I will never go back to the drugs and alcohol game. I will never go back. I will help every single alcoholic and every single addict that I, that I come across if I can. And, and I will be present for them. But my, my son, it means, it means the world to me. Well, you know what's amazing? You think about it, John. Even in the fact that you were caught up in that lifestyle, you know, you're able to have the ability now to look at the love from your father and the fact that, you know, because of his presence and, you know, and that now is teaching you how to be a better father for your son. You Absolutely. know, it's just amazing how it just keep, keeps on going. This, this life, this thing called life, it just goes in a circle, you know, it just goes around and around. And it's kind of like your ministry. You guys are, you know, you're fathering other men that right now some of them don't have fathers. They didn't have, maybe they, or they didn't have a good relationship with their father or, you know, they don't even know who their father is. And when they have other men that come alongside them and help them and, and guide them and direct them and love them, mm -hmm. you know, whether we want to use the word or not, it is fathering. Yeah. You know, and, yep. and so it's, it's, you know, it's, it's, it's a huge, huge thing. And I think it's so powerful to sit here and to, to hear your story and to re realize that, you know, we think that it's, we get caught up in our failures and our, and our disappointments and our screw ups. Right. But sometimes you need to take a step back and realize what you learned through that process and what it's done is going to make you a far greater father, you know, because there are men right now that are listening to this. Maybe they didn't have any kind of addictions or anything. Right. But they're still absentee fathers. They're not in the, they're not present in the moment. They're just showing up. Absolutely. Absolutely. It, it's, it's, it's really emotional thing for me to talk about the subject. You know what I mean? So I, I choke up and I stutter a lot, but it's, 
the the presence let your presence be your present it's 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 a, it's a special thing for me man and and I you see me keep I keep I can't see but I keep staring down at my dad because because I know I know I know he's here with me I know he is and uh and but the, the sobriety I know he's proud because this sobriety thing it, it was the hardest thing I've ever done in my entire life this was the the hardest battle <laughs> that I've ever done in my entire uh, life and and I'm I'm still working on it I'm still working on it and uh, the big a big part of it you were touched on a little bit is just admitting that I had a problem that was tough for me man that was tough I felt you know I felt like if, if I admitted that I had a problem I was being a wimp yeah you know what I mean I was raised to be tough you know I can't I can't sit here and, and say that you know I got a problem that this thing's beating me and and once and that's that's a big thing that you know I try to I try to tell people is you first you just listen but then I try to tell them well you're gonna have to come to grips with it that you have no power over this alcoholism or this addiction. It does. You've, you've got to give into it. And, and it's, it's tough to admit that you have a problem. That, that's a tough one. Yeah. Pride. Yeah. It, that really is. Pride, yeah. pride gets in the way. So I just, I completely let go of it all when the Holy Spirit hit me that day in that church. I put it at God's feet and, and I pray every single morning to, to help me remain humble and, and keep, keep it going. No, pride is a manifestation of fear. Whether we realize it or not, we think if we're prideful, that makes us strong. We're not mm. scared. No, we're scared. Oh, yeah. It's it's fear manifesting in, in a different way. And it comes out in pride because, like you said, fear of exposure, fear of, yeah. you know, disappointment, fear of not meeting the mark. You know, it's one of them situations where we can get caught up in that to where we're like, no, I'm not going to admit that. Because if I do, then that's me saying I lost Absolutely. or I'm a lesser person or I'm not strong enough. And it's because we're f- afraid that people are going to see us for what we are instead of what we want to put out there. Absolutely. That's it. That's why I say I, we always, Jody, myself, we always tell people, share your testimony, man. The first time I shared it, I was shaking in my shoes, man, when I shared my testimony. But the very first time I shared it, a friend of mine I've known for 30 plus years that uh, I won't put him on blast, but uh, that was a heroin addict so bad. He was doing heroin in his bedroom alone because of that testimony. It saved his life. Now he's 10 months sober. Right. Because he's seen my testimony and a lot of people are scared to share their testimony because, and it was tough for me too. The first time I did it, I didn't want my mom to hear the things that I used to do. I mean, she's like, you did what with what, with where, (laughs) with who, (laughs) 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 but, but your testimony, even if you're you're scared to let people, you got to let people hear your testimony because your testimony can share, it can save somebody's life because it can help people relate. I think that's how people can kind of, relate to Jody and myself because when we show up, you know, talking the gospel and, and, and sobriety, we're not showing up with white collars and a Bible in our hand. We're showing up tattoos and shorts and short sleeve shirts and, and, and it kind of gets through to people that people can relate. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's huge because again, it goes back to this always circles right back to that word hope, right? Right. You're, you're imparting hope on another guy that's he's sitting there, another girl that's sitting there and they're thinking, I can do that. It's like, and, and I keep going right back to what you said about Jody. Like you, you, you were in this thing with him. You guys had done things you shouldn't have been doing together. You saw that other life together. You experienced it. And then you see this change in him and it gives you the hope to say, you know what? I can do this too. And I want to do this. And if he can, if he, I don't know what, how he's doing it, but I want to get me some of that, you know? And so it's just it's so powerful. We talk about a lot of times too, like when I was involved in men's ministry, that the power of the testimony is everything. Because the guy that you're sitting next to today could be sharing a story next week. 
Mm-hmm. And so what does that tell the guy that's sitting next to him? Hey, maybe my, I can share my story too. Maybe I'm not as bad as I thought I was. Maybe, you know, if this dude can do it, I can do, you know, it gives people hope. Yeah. You can't argue yeah. with somebody's testimony. Yeah, nope. Because it's theirs. It's theirs. Exactly. It's meant just for them. One thing I want to keep touching on is that we're, we're saying present and presence. Now, when you go shopping for somebody, you are intentionally picking out something for that person. So your presence needs to be intentional. I, I just, I think that's really important that you're not just there, but right. you are intentional about what you're doing with each and every moment while you're there. Well, it is a gift. It is. Yeah. Think about it. I mean, for your son, what a greater gift than the presence of his father. Yeah. I mean, like you said, he, he don't, and we find right. out that guys, we, we think it's all about presents and gifts and yeah. buying them. Right. They want that snuggle time on the couch. Yeah, they want to lean up against the old man. They want to feel that that love and that strength from their father and feel that security and that look of admiration and pride. And, and you know, the fact that they you dote over them, you love them, you 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 see them. I mean, and mm. all those different things. And so what greater gift can a man give anybody but his presence? Right. Yeah. Absolutely. And, like, it's like mon- that monster truck, he'll forget about in about six months. But just the other day, a matter of fact, just the other day, I, sh- I taught him how to shy his t- tie, tie his shoe. And then just that little milestone for me, man, and mom was saying, that's going to take weeks. I've taught him in 10 minutes. Nice. Yeah, and that's something he's going to take with him for the rest of his life. He's going to yeah. know that daddy taught him how to tie his shoe. Those, those little moments like that is, is what I'm talking about. Let your presence be your present. And you're darn right. You have to, you have to, you know, like it's a gift. You, you're, you know, you're meaning to do it or however, however you say, I forgot how you. You're intentional. You're inten- intentional. Yeah. Sorry. You're, you're intentional, but it's absolutely. absolutely. Well, you, you know, like you brought with you today, you brought your dad with you, right? Yep. I guarantee if I was to ask you about your father, the last thing you would tell me about is something he bought you. Absolutely not. No. It's, 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 right. it's always things he taught me. Like you see this tattoo, the tattoo there, yeah. it's a wrench on the open end. It says 1940. On the closed end, it says 2021. That's when that's when he came on the earth, earth, and then when he left the earth, and he 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 taught me how to be a mechanic. That, that's the first thing I think of. My I can work on any vehicle, you know, except for the insides. But I, I can work on I can work on I can fix my own vehicles because my pops, my my dad taught me that. Yeah, he, gave, he taught you a trade. Right? Absolutely. But that's my point. Is we think that you know again, it's not about what they give us right. as far as monetary or or exactly. something that's physical. It's the things that they impart upon us. And that's what we have to understand as men is that, you know, like you're saying, you're, you, I sit here and ask you about your dad. You're not talking about toys and stuff that he bought you. It's what he impressed upon you as a person. Yep, It's absolutely. the mark that he left on you in your life that matters. And that's really, we, we had a show here a, a few months back and we did a two-part series about legacy. Yeah. You know, what kind of a legacy are we leaving to our children? You know, and, and, and that's all part of it. The presence, our presence in their lives or even with our spouse or with our parents or with our friends or whatever it may be, you know, being intentional about that time and not getting caught up in a, you know, you, you can't buy that. Absolutely not. You know, it's like I told uh, Jody about that uh, on the last podcast about, I was just reminded of that song, you know, I was thinking about him being there at his son's graduation and being in that moment and, and knowing that he's there sober He's aware, he's intentional, and what he is feeding his son in that moment. Absolutely. That's what's powerful. Oh, yeah. And that's yep. why I listen to that song, and that's why I keep thinking about it, because it gives hope and it makes me realize that, you know, men, 
have such an important role that we play in society. I think we downplay it. I, I know society does. Right. That we we make men seem like they're insignificant, but they're they're so so far from that. There's so much that a man imparts upon their children and their spouses and the people that we interact with. You know? Well, and again, just in their presence, a man does that. When when you we we've all had a, a man walk into the room who just carries a huge presence, and I'm sure each and every one of us could name a specific man that when they walk in the room, you almost feel childlike just because of mm-hmm. their presence and the way they carry themselves and their wisdom and things that they've taught you or things that they've showed you that you just instantly kind of feel childlike. And you know, for a lot of guys, it'll be their dads, but a lot of guys out there don't have dads. So it might be an uncle or a boss or somebody that their presence alone, a man's presence carries a lot of weight with it. Absolutely. It's... Some of it, though, it's 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 not necessarily all intentional, you know. What I mean, some of it it's to just kind of it just kind of happens, you yeah. know. what I mean, the the presence, you know, because you know when I was sitting on the couch the other day when my son popped in there cuddle time, you know, what I mean stuff like that. I'm not intentionally doing that, but it's just being there. You period. were you were <laughs> intentional on saying, "Yeah, man, come on, there you go, hop right. up here," Amen. because there have been a lot of well, people would have been like, "I'm tired," you know what? Just well, just give me amen. a couple minutes. I think the term, right. the word that we're looking for is it's got to be organic. There it is. It's got to be organic. It's got to be natural. It's got to be real. It just can't be fabricated. It's not something you can, right. you know, just make happen, no. you know, but being intentional in those moments when they do happen and saying, okay, all right, dude, I see you. Yeah. Come on. Right. Come, come on. Over, right. Yeah. You know? And I see it. My son's 21 years old and it never stops. I can tell you right now. I don't care if they're 21. My daughter's 18. She was, wasn't feeling good last night. She got to crawl up on dad. She got to tell me every ailment she's got and tell me this, this, and that. And I got to rub her back and then rub her hair and I got to kiss on her, love on her, you know, and her boyfriend's there and he's freaking out and I'm, he don't know what to say to her and everything else. I'm like, look, dude, <laughs> good luck with this because, you know, watch, watch daddy. I'm going to show you how to do this. All right. But, you know, but that's where the being intentional comes in, yeah, knowing, right. knowing how to talk to her, knowing how to walk through that moment with her, showing her the love she needs, the attention she needs. That's where the intentionality comes in. Being able to ex- ex- accept that moment and not push it off for, oh, there'll be another time, there'll be another day, there'll be another, you know, situation. Well, you don't handle it right, there won't be another moment. Right. You won't have that time because it won't come. Truth right there, Johnny. Yeah, they'll, they'll say, you know what, deuces, you don't want, <laughs> yeah. you don't want nothing to do with me, I'm good. I actually have a uh, have a 27 year old son too as well. He's actually giving me a grandbaby. Thanks, son. But wow, <laughs> congrats! But uh, when when he was born, when he was born, I w- I wasn't there to see him born, and that's something that really was really tough on me for many years. But I w- I wasn't there because I was too busy out at the bar. Yeah, you know what I mean, drinking, doing drugs, and stuff like that. So for a long time. You know, I mean, our relationship wasn't that great because there was times I would promise I'm going to come pick you up, son. And he just wanted to hang out with his dad. Me and his mom went together, but he just wanted to hang out with his dad and I wasn't there. But um, as of recently, since 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 uh, I found God and I've been sober, he uh, he actually, and it, it almost makes me cry think about this too, but he, uh, he, he actually has told me and he's called me up and said, Dad, I'm proud of you. Mm. 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 See, that, that gets me... To hear to hear your twenty seven year old son tell tell his dad that he's proud I'm proud of you that that's one of the proudest moments in my entire life was him him telling me that and saying you know it's it's okay you're here now 
Yeah, it's and, also like him saying, I forgive you. Absolutely was. Well, it absolutely also goes was. back to what we said before. It's him saying, I see you. Yeah. yeah. I see yeah, you, Dad. Yeah. Dad, I see what you're doing. Mm. And that's, and it goes back to what I said before. It's we, men want to be seen. They want to be acknowledged. They want to be validated. They want to be appreciated. They want to know, you know, in this journey that you're on, it's a struggle. It's, it's a battle every day. We talk about it, right? But you know what makes it worth it? Moments like that. Yeah. Absolutely. You know, the moments on the couch. The, the moments when you walk in that house and you know that your wife's able to go to school because now you've stepped up as the man and you're helping out, doing the things that you should be doing as a husband and a father. You know, Absolutely. that's when those that's when those moments come about in our lives as men. That's how they manifest for us. You know, and some you know sometimes we we think they come in little boxes and wrapped with 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 you know wrapping paper with bows on the outside of them. It doesn't work that way. Life doesn't work that way, right? I think a good word for you said was organic. Yeah. Be real, man. Got to be real in the moment because if you fake it, you're going to lose anyway. Dude, don't lose that. What you just said right there. We keep saying intentional. I like what you just said better. You got to be real in the moment. I like that. That that carries a lot of weight. Well, because it, it, think about it and what you guys are trying to accomplish and try, the people you're trying to help and reach, they can, they can smell fake from a mile away, dude. And you think about your relationship with Jody, that's the realness and the rawness of that relationship. And you knowing, hey, I've been through the shit with this guy. I know what he's been. I know what he's done. And I can see what he's doing. Gave you hope. And Absolutely. That's, and that's the difference, maybe, you know, and that's what's going to go on. That's going on in your life right now. I mean, people are seeing the change in you and going, damn, I mean, this guy was doing this, 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 and this. And look at him now. You know, maybe I can do that. And when, when I, I, me or Joe, Jody or myself, neither one of us run from our past. We, we don't run from the truth, man. I'll, if you ask me, I'll tell you exactly everything I've done. I'll tell you all my charges. I'll tell you everything I've been through, everything I've done wrong and right. And, it, and I, I think people can relate to it. I mean, they'll, they'll watch me and Jody, two big grown tattooed men, hug it out and say, I love you all the time. Yeah. They see it all the time. We're not, that's another thing that we gain through sobriety and, and God is, is it's okay to be emotional. Yeah. And be tough at the same time. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's, oh, it's, it's okay. A lot of men have trouble with that. I used to have trouble with it. And you know, I would never cry in front of another grown man. I, I just did it in front of y'all. I'm going to pull my dad out. Yeah. yeah I mean, but it's, it's kind of feels good to actually let that out sometimes instead of keeping it balled up because, you know, every single man that keeps it balled up does it somewhere by themselves. Well, the sad yeah. thing is, is that's, <laughs> yeah. that's what makes us weak. Real strength is in being able to say, you know what, this is how I'm feeling and being a man about it. Absolutely. So, you know, sometimes you got to cry about it to be a man about it. I mean, Amen. so there's some dudes out there, they think, well, if I just ball this up, I'm going to look strong. No, no, bro, you look weak yeah. because you're not being real with yourself and you're not being real with your brothers or the people you're trying to trying to you know, build relationship with. Mm. And we talked about it before, you know, the trust. You got to have that trust. And if I'm looking at a brother and I know he's going through the shit and he's going to act like he's got it all together, how am I going to trust that dude? He's lying to me right now. Right. Lying to himself. Lying to himself. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's just, I just, let me ask you a question. So before we, we wrap, we wrap up today, um, if you could impart one thing upon the listeners of the podcast right now, you know, I know we've talked a lot about, you know, being present, let your presence be your present. Um, thinking about that, if there's one thing you want to make sure that you leave, that if anybody walks away from this podcast, what is the one thing you want to, what's the one nugget you want them to take with them? I, I would still encourage Sobriety. I would, I would, I would tell people that if you're still struggling with sobriety, if you're struggling with any kind of addiction, 
there's, there's people that love you very much that you're hurting them as well. And, and they're paying attention. If you have children, guess what? Your children want to be just like you. So, wow. and, and <sighs> remember, there's, there's, your loved ones are watching. What a powerful statement, man. Because oh. we, we, we want to think about the fact yeah. that our kids want to be like us and all the good things. Sometimes they want to take on the bad things. Mm. And what do we feed them? Mm. So, You definitely need to be aware of what you're teaching your kids. What you're teaching other, not just your kids. You may not have kids. You might be, it might be your nephew. It might be your niece. It might be the, the boy that lives next door who doesn't have a father figure. What are you teaching them? What are, what are they seeing? If they look, they, they look up to you as a real man, what are you teaching them? What do they see? That's a good question, man. That's a hard question. And sometimes the hardest person to ever look at in the mirror is you. Do a real good job a lot of times of looking at everything and everybody else but ourselves. You know, last week, everybody celebrated what I consider to be one of the greatest days ever created on this earth, and that's Christmas, which is the birth of our Lord and Savior. And there's a lot of people that are going to sit around Christmas trees and open up presents. There's going to be a lot of men that are going to be sitting on them couches or in the living room or whatever. And I just want you to understand something, men. Those kids care more about your presence than they do those presents. And if you think otherwise, you're a damn fool. Because I could tell you right now, my kids would open up gifts and they cared more about the box than they cared about what was inside of it. It was the fact that they were getting a gift, getting a, getting, getting a present from mom and dad or Santa Claus or whatever you want to say. But at the end of the day, it was about the excitement. And sometimes we, we lose sight of the excitement that our, chi our children have in opening the gift of our presence. We lose sight of our wives opening the gift of our presence, our parents, our friends, our neighbors. It's not what you can give somebody physically. It's what you can give them emotionally and spiritually that's going to make a difference. We've been blessed here on the Battle Podcast in 2021. We've had a lot of good shows. We've had a lot of people come in and share their, their stories. And I'm just grateful that we've had the last couple of weeks where we've had Sober Swaggy here with Jody and John. And I'm just so happy and proud of the impact that they're making in their community and the folks that they're, they're trying to touch. And I just pray that they continue to allow themselves to be opened up like a present because there's no greater gift than the gift of love. So on behalf of the Battle Podcast, we want to wish you a Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. Look forward to seeing you in 2022. Because man, that's where the rubber meets the road. <laughs>